Amen. Amen. This is kind of cool. You know, you get together on a snowy weekend. I mean, what else are we going to do? You just, just get in the Word of God and just grow together. Amen. L look at somebody really close to you and say, man, buckle up, Beatrice. Okay. I, I, I got I to hurry this morning. Got to go because uh, I have, you know, I've been trying to, you know, they, they've asked me every weekend that I've preached for the last four or five weeks, okay, do we bring the whiteboard out? Do we bring, and I'm, just hold on, just hold on. And this week I said, yeah, bring it out. So that means I have to actually get to it, okay? And, and the thing is, is that if, if, uh, if, you can, if we can get this, if we can, if we can uh, take God's Word and begin to apply it to our lives, and if we can deal with ourselves, uh, we, can, we can actually grow by leaps and bounds. Hello, somebody. How, how many of you know that God loves you right where you are? But He loves you too much to let you just stay there, right? And so, he, so He's wanting to develop you because he's, he's prepared this amazing life, this exceptional life has been prepared for you, but He's growing you. He, he's, not, he's not building that life, getting it ready. That's already done. He's getting you equipped to handle the life that He's prepared for you. Right, and so he's he's got a plan, and he knows what he's doing, and he's going to grow you. He's going to stretch you. He's going to empower you. And man, I'm telling you that hell right now is having a meeting, trying to figure out what they're going to do with you. You know what's going to happen if a bunch of people start actually believing God? Come on, you're a threat to the powers of darkness. Do you hear me? Said you're a threat to the powers of darkness, and, and and you look at you know you look around you have all kinds of chaos and strife and and, and uh, how how's the Bible put it in this world there's tribulation right so you got all this tribulation but remember what Jesus said but cheer up cheer up man you got this why because you're in Christ I've already overcome all of this you are a world overcomer man, you know, right there, you ought, to, you, know, you ought to be saying, yes, I am, instead of, you know, well, you know, I don't feel like, well, oh, knock it off. You know, if, 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 you, if you're waiting for some, I don't know, the angels to do the river dance in your driveway or something, uh, you're going to wait a long time. What you need to do is start acting like who you are. Huh? You, you need to start acting like who you are, and, and you need to realize that, uh, you know, you've worked too hard to throw it all away now. Come on now. You know, listen, if you're like double dipped in grace or something, you're probably not going to like me very much today. Okay? I believe in, in the grace of God. I believe that salvation is a free gift, that you do nothing to earn it. But I believe that that salvation that you're talking about de uh, determines where you're going to spend eternity. And eternal life doesn't start when you die. It starts when you're born again. Okay, it's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness, that, that, that you have access to God life, not, not, not a different level of Yahweh life, right, but, but Zoe life, you, and you get that the moment that you're born again, and, and, and one of the things that, uh, that we do is we, 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 we try to act as if that because salvation's free and that grace, that we've received something that we don't deserve, and, and that's true. But let, can I just tell you that salvation and making it to heaven is like the, the lowest level of Christianity that there is. And God's, God's calling you to a place where, no, man, you're demonstrating Satan's defeat. You've been empowered by God. Now, you, don't have to, you don't have to go through hell on earth to make it to heaven. You can bring heaven to earth right here and right now. And, and, and that it's, it's righteousness and faith that not determine where you're going to spend it, but how you're going to spend from now through eternity. 
How are you going to live? How, how are you going to, are you going to rule? Are you going to reign? Are you going to live like a victim? Are, are, are you, are you going to rise up and have victory where you've never had victory before? I, you know, you know, you, I don't know your lineage. I don't know, you know, hey, great grandpa died of cancer. Grandpa died of cancer. Dad did die of cancer. Everybody in my family's died of cancer. Now we're all going to die of cancer. No, we're closing that door. From here on out, it's healthy, 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 healthy. Why? Because we're, we're in Christ. We're new. We're a new creature. Old things have passed away, right? And, and, and so, you, you know what? You, you, a lot of times, though, you think about the different areas of your life that you put all kinds of effort into and then only to throw away the results. You know, and, uh, you know, I I don't know how to say this, but, uh, you know, all of us do it. And what we need to do is we need to break that cycle in our life. You know, hey, you get yourself on, on your newest, you know, weight control system, and you have yourself 10 to 14 days of, of real strict keto, and you celebrate with five days of non-keto living, <laughs> right? And so you take off 10 pounds, but at the end of two weeks, you've gained three. How in the world did that happen? I don't know. You threw away everything you worked for. Right, and, and you know, you start your savings program, and you're doing really good, and you're really operating in financial wisdom. And then, then you look over there, and you got a little pile of savings. You go, "Oh my gosh, that's a huge down payment!" And then you go into deeper debt. How do we do that? Well, it's because we're thinking wrong. It's because we don't have control. It's because we 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 have a we have a willingness to throw away all that we've worked for. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, I- "I'm glad you're here." <laughs> Say, because he's talking to you. Hey, let's, let's look at the Bible for a minute, okay? Second uh, John, uh, and there's only one chapter, verse 8 in Second John, and it says this in the Amplified, I like it, this. It says, look to yourselves, take care that you may not lose, throw away, or destroy all that you have labored for, uh, but that you may persevere until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. Look to yourselves. Everybody say, look to yourself. Well, say it with gusto. Say, look to yourself. Can I tell you today that we're not talking to your spouse, we're not talking to your boss, we're not talking to your kids, he's going to talk to you today. you got to look in the mirror and you got to look to yourself. you got to say, okay, I need to take some responsibility, I need to own this thing, this is the word for me, because he said, look to yourselves, take care that you might not throw away or destroy, don't, don't throw away and destroy everything that you've worked for, everything that you've labored for, everything that you've striven for. Man, man, don't throw it away. So in other words, you can lose it. I said you can lose it. And, and, and there's probably people in here right now that, that wish they could get up and testify. Because we know what it's like to be at a certain spot in life and, and, and feel the momentum and then to have a shift but have it go the wrong way because we, we did something crazy, something stupid, something, something unhealthy. And he said, man, take care of yourself that you don't throw away everything you've worked for. But look, look at what he said, but that you would win, you know, that you would win. How many know God wants you to win? He said, God wants you to win. Well, I thought everybody's a winner. You know, this mindset that we have, especially in our culture, our society right now, where, you know, it's like, hey, we don't want any of the kids, like even the little kids, we don't want them to feel like a loser, so everybody gets a ribbon, everybody gets a trophy, right? It's a participation trophy. Can I tell you something? If you're three or 93, when you get a trophy for nothing, you know it's a trophy for nothing, okay? Let me just tell you something, that you're supposed to run in the race like you're, like like somebody who's winning it, okay? 
I'm just telling you that real Christianity, that the best life that God has for you isn't going to come because you're sitting in a lazy boy. Hello? Do I have anybody up in here who would say, you know what, if, if, if God likes a veil, I'm willing to work for it. Well, i got four people. Well, hallelujah, I'm in the right room, okay? So, so l- listen, he said, I, w- I want you to, to win and get a full reward, a full reward. So could we, could we suggest that if there's a full reward, then there's also a partial reward? And there's also no reward. Well, how about you just go read your Bible? And, and uh, remember when they sent, God had made him a promise. I'm taking you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. There's going to be houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant. I'm telling you, man, this is going to be an awesome spot for you guys. This is awesome. I have it prepared and made ready for you. It's already in advance. Let's go. And then somebody sent out some spies, and 10 of them came back and said, there ain't no way we can do that. And so they didn't go in. They never received the reward. Now, a couple of them that said, hey, we are more than able. All they had to do was wait around for the non-believers to die. Here's a question for you. Is somebody in your family waiting for you to pass on so that they can get over? Say, I love Pastor Tom. God, I feel better. Because the way y'all are looking at me, it's like, you look like a bunch of chihuahuas in a pen or something. Yeah, that look. I'm not scared, but you have that look. And it's like, here's the deal. I don't, I don't want no half reward in my life. And I don't want you to have a half reward. Matter of fact, I got to talking to some of the guys this week and, and asking the questions, you know, just kind of how I do it. And, and, and uh, it's kind of interesting because depending on, on, on who you talk to, you know, hey, what would, a, what would a great reward be in your life? What would a, I mean, greatest reward you can think of, and depending on where they were in life, it's like the younger they got, the bigger the dollar amount went. You know, and, and, and ask some of the young bucks, you know, hey, what's a great reward in your life? $10 million. It's like, okay, and you get a little bit... Uh, I won't say older, more mature. Let's put it that way, okay? Because I, I, I don't want to embarrass Todd or something, you know. But, but you know, but, you, know you, you get a little bit older, and you get up, and you start talking to people uh, at a different level, at a different stage of life, and all of a sudden, it's, it's not, it's not a, you know, bigger houses or bigger cars or faster trucks or, 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 or prettier bikes. or No, it's, no it's, it's, the best reward would be that, that my kids, you know, there's no greater joy than to know that my kids are walking in the light. That, that, my, that my children would be blessed, anointed, and, and healthy, and wealthy, you know, and, and it's like, hey, can I just tell you something, that the reward you're fighting for, is, it doesn't stop with you. So the reward that you're possibly willing to throw away actually isn't just yours. See, I, I think that God's given us this ability to influence and impact a region with, with the truth about God life, but we have a tendency, because of the cycle, that it's just part of the culture, part of our mindset, and we have a tendency to throw away everything that we've all worked for and miss out on the full reward. And it's not just us that's going to pay for that, but it's the people who didn't even know there was a reward coming. Can I, can I take a second and just prove to you that God is into rewards? 
Okay, uh, uh, Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, he is a rewarder of those who who are serious about seeking God. You know, we start the year off seeking the right way for us, the right way for our kids, the right way for our substance. But then, because it because because doing life God's way, it's not always easy. It's not about what you want. But it's about what he wants. And sometimes what he wants isn't exactly what you want. And so you cave in and do what you want. Hello? And what happens? Well, we miss the reward. Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently, not casually, diligently seek him. I mean, think about it for just a minute, and, and, and trust me, I'm not, I'm not trying to like put any condemnation or nothing, but I do want to stir you a little bit today. You know, uh, if I ask how many followers of Christ are in here, you know, raise your hand, a man of a bunch of us would raise our hand. Well, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word study means to work at, break a sweat. Did you work at and break a sweat this week in the word of God? So the question that I think we have to ask is, is, is do, I, do I live like I'm interested in God life or do I live like I'm committed to God life? Because there's a big difference. See, if I'm interested, I sit and listen and I watch stuff and, and, and you know, and gather info, but that doesn't necessarily mean I actually do it. See, it's like, are, am I interested in it or am I committed to it? God is a rewarder. In Genesis 15, 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. God introduced himself to Abram as his shield and an exceeding great reward. I'm telling you, God is in to rewards. Here's, here's one. I, I really like this. I, just, just before service last night, it like just popped up off the page, and, and we got into it and, and started talking. And it like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. The Re- Psalms 19, starting at verse 9, in the Amplified, the reverent fear of the Lord is clean, it's pure, it endures forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than the honey and drippings from the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, reminded, illuminated, and instructed, and in keeping them there is great reward. Look at, look at verse 9 again. The fear of the Lord is pure, is clean, it endures forever, and the ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous. The ordinances of the Lord. Say ordinances. ordinances. The ordinances of the Lord. The ordinances. Go study this word out, and, and basically what it says is an ordinance of the Lord, and it's important that we understand what it is because it said, you know, in 10, it says, hey, the ordinances of the Lord should be desired more than gold. The ordinance of the Lord are sweeter than the honey. The ordinance of the Lord are, are what causes to be reminded, illuminated, and instructed. And when you keep the ordinance of the Lord, there's great reward. Well, what's the ordinance of the Lord? An ordinance is a decision made prior to the event. A decision, think, you've got to wrap your head around this. The, the, the ordinances of God are decisions made prior 
to the event. You got Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified. Put this up there real quick. Uh, it said that we are God's handiwork, uh, his workmanship, recreated in Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good works which he planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready. So he's, he's got this life that's already ready for us. And, and, but when he, made, when, he, when he got that life ready for you, when, when he declared your end at your beginning, you know what he did? Is he made a bunch of the decisions for you already. See, decisions don't lead to a desire. Decisions lead to a place. And, and, and uh, desire leads to a thing. And if you want to get to the thing that you desire, you have to make the decisions that lead to the place where the thing that you desired is located. Okay? So if you want God life, that's your desire. That's the thing you want, right? You, or you want the, the reward of the Lord, the exceeding great reward. Well, that's located at a place. Well, what decisions do I make? Well, actually, you only make one. The only decision you're going to make is to carry out his decisions or not to. When did my life get screwed up? When you started making decisions. Well, I've decided, I've decided that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that, I, that we're not going to, you know, when it comes to giving. I've made a decision about giving. Well, then you're wrong. I don't care what decision you make. It's not God's decision. What are we going to, what, what, what are we thinking we're doing? We're making decisions? No, he, he's, he's, he's the way maker. He's the way maker. So if he makes a way, I'm supposed to walk in it. You know, there, I only have one decision. Life his way. I, I don't have a decision. Like, uh, am I going to forgive you? That's not my choice. He's already made it. And if I want the great, exceeding great reward that's, at, that's part of God's life, then, then I don't decide, well, I don't need that one. No, why would I throw away everything that's been worked for and not win, but settle for a, hopefully a partial reward? Why would I do that? How, how in the world do we keep missing it? Well, because we're, we're making these, these decisions that God's already made for us. He makes your decisions for you. He, read the book. He tells you how to think. Well, I could think, I could think any way I want to, not if you're a follower. He says, well, you take every thought captive and make it come into obedience. And in Philippians, he says, here's what you think about. You think about anything that's just, anything that's, that's righteous, anything that's honorable, anything that's just, that's pure, that's lovely. Think on the, God even tells you how to think. See, what we've done is we've taken our life and tried to label it as if it's God's best for us. So this is God's life. Okay. Yeah, but you know, you know what bothers me is that you know, if you're 30 days from bankruptcy, that's not God's life. If, if your home is disrupted with chaos, that's not God life. Uh, you, you know, if, if your mind is tormented and you can't get rest, that's not God life. You know what my reward is? You, you know what I'm, what I'm believing God for? Hey, I want a reward. I want, I want to see you win. 
in every area of your life. I, I want to see you kicking devil booty every single day. I want you to step into the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and begin to just humiliate hell everywhere you go. I want people that don't like you to wish they were you. Hello, somebody. You know, but what do I got to do? I, man, I, I got to give this thing to you. I got I to gotta convince you that it's not, it's not good for you to just continue to, to, to act in a way that's against God's way of doing life. Is it all right if we grow today? Uh, I mean, is it all right if we just go ahead and grow today? Because I'm going to tell you something. Look at Hebrews 10.35. He said, don't throw away your confidence. It'll be richly rewarded. Don't throw away your confidence. It's going to be richly rewarded. But you, you need to persevere you need, you need to endure. You need to, you, you, you need to be patient. The patience, don't be changing in the middle. No, man, you get, you get in alignment with God and you don't change in the middle. He said, because when you've done the will of God, when you have done the will of God, when you have done the will of God, when you have, so there's some stuff you got to do. Hey, it might not be easy. It might even be what you call work, but the reward is going to be worth it. You know, there was a season when, uh, uh, when our kids, uh, you know, our kids, they kind of wandered away from, uh, from, from God and from doing life God's way. And, and, and it wasn't a super long one. It was pretty impressive what they got accomplished in the short period of time that they did it. But, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 but, but in the middle of all of that, uh, you, you know, there, there was never really a gripping fear that, oh my God, we're going to lose the boys. You know, why? Well, because we knew that what we had was real. And we knew that they couldn't get it where they were at. And it wouldn't take them long to recognize that, hey, doing it this way really doesn't work. And sure enough, you know what? It, you know, their hearts... They, it's kind of like the prodigal when he came to his right mind. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, life back there just as a servant's better than life out here, and, and, and they come back. Don't you, don't you think that the world ought to be beating our door down to get what we got if what we got is actually the real thing? Don't you think that, 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 you know, that people would be like tracking you down saying, listen, I, I don't know how, how in the world you're doing this, but uh, you, got, you got to give me some insight. You got to help me out here because, man, I, I, I want to be blessed, positioned to win in every situation regardless uh, of what it is. I, I, I want to know more life than death. I want to know more joy than sorrow. I want to know more peace than chaos. I, I need to know this stuff. But man. I'm, I'm hoping to stir something in you that, says, that, that, that drives you and says, well, wait a minute, I want that. I don't want a t-shirt and a bumper sticker that's, that's fake. I mean, you, really? If, 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 please don't take this wrong. Make sure that you hear me in the right spirit. But for a lot of us, if this is it, we should just join Rotary. Because, you know, Rotary gets together and people of different persuasions and doing all kinds, but they do some great stuff together. See, I think there's more than that for you. I said, I think there's more than that for you. Man, I, man, joy unspeakable, full of glory. You know what glory is? Glory is when God's word becomes so real, it's tangible. Well, how in the world did we get to a spot where, 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 where you know, actually there's not a huge difference between a lot of the believers and a lot of the non-believers. 
They're, 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 you know, where, where, where is the ability to prove, to prove that, that God is actually alive and well and operating in our life? Where, where's that at? You know, why, why, why don't we have it? You know, what, what's wrong with the promises of God? No, it's like we keep throwing away everything that's been worked for. We keep walking away from it, letting it go, and settling for, you know, what we hope is going to be a partial reward. And God, God's just t- saying to us, man, hold on, wait a minute. How about you just look to yourself for a minute? Just look to yourself for a minute. Because it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle of life that, that, that we get into. And, and it's, it's kind of, you know, we could call it a negative cycle or a death cycle. It's just the wrong cycle. Okay? And, and, and what happens is, is that uh, uh, we, we get to go on and we act as if our behavior, everybody say behavior. You know, uh, we act as if our behavior doesn't matter, but I'm telling you, you know, there's a reason the Bible says, hey, we'll be careful who you hang with because bad company is going to corrupt good behavior. You know, the way you act, the, the, the way you live, the choices you make, right? It's your actions. You end up with wrong actions, right? And, and so we're, we're acting wrong. We act wrong in certain situations. You, you, you know, it's like teabag Christianity. Like, like everybody's a little teabag, Right? And you, 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 you know, if you got a stapler and a pen, you can, you can label yourself anything you want. But we don't really know what's in you until you're in the hot water. See, and when you get in hot water, we find out what comes out. And see, uh, and a lot of times what comes out isn't what was on the label, right? Because we said, no, man, I got, I got more peace than chaos. Yeah, but every time that there, there's, it, the, the, it doesn't even take hot water, just a little lukewarm water and negativity flows out of you. Aren't you glad you came to church on a snowy day? <laughs> you, you know, isn't it weird that in Proverbs that it talks about some things that God hates and one of them is complaining? Well, well God, God hates it, you know, if you murder. God hates it if you, you know. Well, God also hates it when you complain. Why? Because it dishonors God. It's, a, it's you telling God that if you were in charge, you'd do a better job. Oh, I, I know I'm on it right now. I can tell by, you're back to chihuahuas again, okay? Okay, so, so we, end up, we, we end up acting wrong. We're not acting the way we should. It's not that the situation should never occur. It's that you, that's not the way you should act in that situation. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be filled with fear and doubt and unbelief and, oh, my God, we're going to die and everything's going to hell in a handbasket. No, God, that's not how a believer acts. No, hey, are you offendable? Give me 30 minutes, I'll find out. It's like a gift. You know, and we're not even asking, are you easily offended? No, are you offendable? The Bible says, Psalms 119, verse 165, great peace of those that love thy law, nothing shall offend them. How easy are you offended? You, you know, here, here's, here's the deal. You're acting wrong. Well, when the behavior's wrong, what happens is, is there has to be, everybody say confrontation. Oh, I know that's, that's a hard word to say. It was hard, wasn't it? Confrontation. We could call it correction, but we don't like that either, right? And, and confrontation and, 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 you know, we, well, we, that, that's just wrong. Oh, really? When you're raising kids and they, and they have wrong behavior, don't you have to say something to them? Right? Because if, if you don't say something to them, what, what are you saying to them? That it doesn't matter. 
right? And so because you've had wrong action, but everybody in the world's afraid to say anything to you. Why? Because they said something to you one time. You think your action right now is wrong, wait till somebody confronts it. And then your, your wrong action elevates, right? Why? Because you ain't nobody telling me what to do, bless God. Well, wait a minute. Why do we expect others to deal with us when we won't deal with us? See, and, and see, we're under the impression that confrontation is like to attack a person. No, no, it's to address a behavior. Not attacking a person. We're addressing a behavior. That, that action's wrong. And here's the problem is that if we don't say something to you, you're going to continue that action, and that action is going to produce the wrong result. You're going to end up throwing away your reward. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss the mark. You act that way. I'm telling you, you act that way. And, and, and some of you guys need somebody to get up in your stuff, I guess, and tell you that if you keep acting that way, your marriage is over. You, you can get 35 nuns to fast and pray for you, but if you ain't going to change your attitude... She's gone. Hello? So, so what we have to do is, is, is it, because, because there's bad behavior, there's a lack of confrontation, and that tells us that it doesn't matter. So we end up with a resistance to responsibility. Everybody say responsibility. So, so here's the deal is that uh, we have wrong action, but it's never been confronted, so uh, we don't own it. It's not... It's, you know, so the results of my life, it's not my fault. You know, uh, it's the economy. It's weird because there's people living in, in your neighborhood that are doing just fine. So it couldn't possibly be the economy. There are people, well, I, dude, two minutes or so, I have to hurry. Can I just tell you something? That if you, if you don't own the, own the result, you can't own the reward. Okay, if you, won't, if, if, if you won't admit it, you can't correct it. And if there's no correcting it, then you're stuck. But God, God's saying, hey, take, take a look at yourself so that you don't throw it away, but that you win, that you win. Because when there's a, a resistance to responsibility, there's a casting of blame. Everybody say blame. And then all of a sudden, instead of owning it, what we do is, is, is this cycle says, okay, let's just start blaming people. Let's just start blaming stuff. Let's just start, let's put the blame. And we get, we get ourselves, it's nothing to do with me, but it's all about that. It's all about them. It's, you should see the people last night that were upset because the ice cream machine was broke. <laughs> just kidding. It was, it was only me. And, and we, we, blame, we blame stuff. You, you know, that guy made me so mad. That guy can't make you nothing. If you, got, if you got anger in you, he, he might help you bring it to the surface, but it, you know, it's, like the, it's like the boys that went shopping with their mama, and at the end of the day, they were just wore out, and mom was getting irritated, and she'd had a long day, and, and they were walking towards the car, and, and she, she said to her boy, she said, did you see the look that guy gave me? And one of the boys looked at his brother and said, no, I don't think he gave it to her. I think she had that when we left the house. See, you, you've had this, you've had this, been part of you for a long time. But, but what happens is when there's wrong behavior, a lack of confrontation, there's a resistance to responsibility, so there's casting of blame, which leads to negative assumptions. Everybody say assumptions. So it doesn't make any difference. It's not my fault. Nothing I do is ever going to change it. We're never going to get better. We're never going to have a breakthrough. It doesn't make any difference how hard we try. It never works out. It, it must sound like anybody you know. God, I hope it isn't you. 
But if it is, can I just tell you that that's wrong behavior? You're acting wrong. So what we have to do is we have to begin to confront that wrong behavior. And, and just to make you feel better, we'll say, how about positive confrontation? How about instead of, instead of worrying about how somebody confronts you? Did you, did you say, I think they confronted me. Yes, but they did it wrong. How about you look, instead of how it was done, how about you try to focus on why it was done? How about you say, how about you, say you know what? There, there, there's, a reason, there's a reason today that Pastor Tom's talking about this. Because he wants us to win. And he's, he, he, he doesn't want to see anybody miss out on the, on the exceeding great reward. But we have to, we, we have to stop acting like God's going to. You, you know what? God is a rewarder. I, I love to reward my kids. You, you, I'm hoping that you love to see people rewarded. But you can't reward someone who didn't do something to actually earn it. Why? Because then you spoil the kid. You don't reward wrong behavior because then you're saying wrong behavior is, is, is the goal, right? We teach the wrong lesson. So what we have to do is if, if we have wrong behavior, then we need to have some positive confrontation, which causes us to lean into responsibility. Man, you need to own this. You need to own this. You know, you need to quit justifying yourself, making explanations and excusing yourself. If you're negative, you need to stop it. You need to speak life. Hey, can I just tell you something today? You're in a faith church. Okay? I'm not talking about, you know, blab it and grab it or whatever, uh, which, you know, we, we can debate that, but faith. F, find your strength. A, act like a believer. I, increase your praise. T, talk life. H, have some stinking fun. All right? But you got to own this stuff. So if we could get some positive confrontation and you could begin to lean into responsibility, guess what? You, you, you totally eliminate the casting of blame. Because if I own it, I can't blame you. Well, what does that do? That leads me, and it turns my negative assumptions into positive assumptions. And now I begin to walk around and make statements like, you know what? All things work together for my good, according to those who love God. No, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Everything that rises against me, I can condemn because I'm a child of a living God. Even what the enemy intended for evil, it doesn't make any difference. Why? Because at the end, God always turns it and uses it for my good. And you begin to have a pot, and guess what that does is it, it, it causes the actions of your life, the behavior of your life, to go from wrong to right behavior. And you can break that cycle today. You can, come on, somebody, you can break that cycle today. You want to know what that's going to do? That's going to elevate your reward. You only got one decision. Am I going to do this life God's way or not? I said, you only got one decision. Am I going to let him make my decisions or not? You only got one decision, right? Who am I going to give authority to? See, there's a difference between power and authority, okay? Power, you get, power is positional. But authority, that's, that's something that's granted, See, there's people in your life that have power, but you have never given them authority. And you, you, you know, it's easier to see it from the wrong side than it is from the good side, right? So the wrong side is maybe because of your position. I don't know. Maybe you have a company credit card, and you have the power to use that thing anywhere you want, but you don't really have the authority to just use it wherever you want, right? And so, well, how do I know who I've given authority to? Who's making your decisions? Who's making your decisions? Is the healer 
Making your decisions or is your sickness? Is provision or is lack? See, if you're letting lack make your decisions, we can't afford it. You're, that's wrong behavior. Hello? Is forgiveness or bitterness? What's making, who, who, who's got the authority in your life? Maybe, maybe if you would look to yourself, you could, you could take hold of everything that you've worked for. See, because you, you didn't get here, it wasn't easy to get to church today. It, it wasn't easy for us to get in here. Okay, there's a bunch of guys out here early doing you know, sidewalks and fighting snow. And, and you know, for us, this is a really big deal because we had like an inch of it. <laughs> you know, it's not easy to get to where you are. Don't let the enemy tell you that, that you know, you're not, you're not some, uh, what's the, the, you know, what blank case, a, uh, uh, huh? Yeah, you're not a basket case or, or, or where everything's been given to you. No, no, I'm telling you something. Living for God's not easy. Being a real follower, a real believer, that's not easy. Hey, that prayer part, that part's easy. You know, hey, we're going to make this prayer and we're going to do it and we're going to do that in a minute. That's the easy part. Where'd you get hard living for God? The moment you're done with that prayer. Why? Because you've got to start taking steps towards change, towards growth. You've got to start living God's way. And if God says, you know what, you know, you, you, you know what I want you to do? Uh, I want you to cut this out of your life. What do you do? You cut it out of your life. Why? Because you've already made a decision. I'm going to let God make my decisions. How about, how about we break the cycle and elevate the reward? Because it's not just about me. Got to tell one more story. I know I'm over, but I've got, I got to tell the story. This, this guy was sitting in his chair, and he was sharing how that he, he would read to his granddaughter. And, uh, 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 and he'd read to his granddaughter, and, and it's just something that they did a lot, and, and she just loved it, and he had really enjoyed it. And, and he'd hold her in his lap, and he'd hold the book, and, and he'd read the page. And when he got to the end of the page, he, he'd look his finger and turn the page. You know, get, get down at the end of the page and turn the page. And as she got older, she began to say, Grandpa, Grandpa, I'm going to read the book. Here, Annie, she's wanting to read the book. And, and, and Grandpa, let me read the book. And he said, okay. And, and so he holds her in his lap, and he knows she can't read it. We've read this book so many times, but she can quote it. And, and he's just going to see what's going to happen. So she gets the book in her arms, and she's holding the book, and she's looking at him, and she's you know, acting like she's reading the book. And then, and then she stops, and she grabs the book, and lifts this finger, and puts it behind the book, and then turns the page. And never connected the dot why he did what he did, but he just saw what he did and made sure to duplicate it. And it reminded me that my dad, you know, had had cancer and he'd had chemo and radiation. They burned his heart in half, but he had these scars on his shoulder from, from all of that that would irritate him when he was preaching. Uh, remember, he'd do that, you know, because he, he, he would roll his shoulder because it would get to bother him. And, and Evan, when he was about three years old, you know, he would be walking around the church pretending like he's preaching on the platform and he'd do that. You know, it's just part of his routine, and he just did what he just did what Grandpa did. Oh, isn't it cute? Yeah, unless people following you are doing what you're doing, and they haven't figured out yet that you're not even sure why. And the behavior here, here's the deal: is that my behavior is not about just my reward.
Why don't your kids want to be in church? Why don't your friends want to serve God? Why don't we ask God to strengthen us, to break a cycle? Not just so I know God's life, but so I can look at somebody and say, hey, all you got to do is follow me. Just, just walk with me, and you're going to get closer to God. Father, today we just thank you that you're giving us wisdom, insight, revelation, understanding. God, I pray for every family represented in this room right now. God, it is my deepest desire that they have a collision with the full reward. God, that we wouldn't walk away from it, that we'd leave nothing on the table. God, that everybody who knows us would look at us and they wouldn't even see us anymore. They'd just see God. The life of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the hope of God. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you've been in this room, and you've been living life your way. You've been the one that's making decisions. You've tried to, you've tried to get God to even bless your decisions. But, but today you recognize that, you know what I need to do? Is I need to make one simple decision that I'm going to let God be the way maker in my life. I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. And if you're in this room, I'm not going to call you out and I'm not going to have you stand. But if you're here, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And I want to invite you to make this your prayer. And I'm begging you. I'm begging you, man, just say, okay, today, Jesus, you're really becoming Lord of my life. You're going to be the Prince of Peace, mighty God. You're going to be the perfect healer. God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the follower. I, I'm going to be the one that, that allows you to live through me. If that's you and you're in this room, I'm, I just want to agree with you in prayer. So while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, say, you know what, Pastor, I'm making that prayer my prayer today. Just hold your hand up really high. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Just lift it up. Say, that's me today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so awesome. Everybody in here, just pray it. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I'm not waiting. I'm starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, heaven's celebrating. Join them. Amen.